What should you say when trying to get permission to set up shop on somebody's property? All this week is about you finding a great daily setup location on 10-Minute Food Truck Training. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, my name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. Today, we're talking about the meeting where you have to convince someone to allow you to set up on their property or in front of their business. It is possible when you make that phone call and ask to set up an appointment that somebody will say, what's in it for me, even before they schedule a meeting with you. So what you want to talk about, what's in it for them and their business. You want to say things along the lines of you have a benefit to your company or your employees because they'll have fast access to food that reduces tardiness from coming back from breaks. You could list it as a company perk and it helps reduce turnover because you have food accessible to your employees on their breaks before work and after work. Employees could be given a discount, which is another perk you could list uh, as a reason to come work for us. And I would only offer a discount if you can reasonably expect more guests from the general public than employees. Otherwise, you would need to move your prices up to account for the discount. You can talk about management getting a deeper discount, 50% off, 75% off. It could even be free. It just depends on what encouragement the managers will need to approve you being there. Employee meals could be given a priority if they call or message in advance. That way it reduces their waiting time so they can get back to eating and enjoying their their lunch break. You could talk about future catering discounts for employees or customer appreciation day celebrations. You can talk about rotating in food specials to help reduce menu fatigue so it's always new and fresh for the employees. Studies have shown that when food options are not provided by the company, employees start talking about where their next meal is coming from about 15 minutes before their break time, and that reduces their focus on work-related tasks. So you're helping improve productivity by being there for their employees and having meals much closer than going off to a restaurant. And if if it comes down to it, you can talk about the additional income stream for the business if you end up having to pay a small rent. Having on-site food improves morale and productivity of the staff. And depending on your food type, you could even point out dietary benefits for the staff. So you can talk about all of those benefits just on the employee side. Then you can also talk about the benefits to the clients and customers of the business. Convenient access to delicious food prepared with a happy, outgoing vendor creates a really great first impression for both businesses. So if you're greeting everybody comes walking past your business, hi, how you doing? Whether they stop and eat food with you or not, it creates a good impact as they enter into the other business. Talk about you making your social media posts that are going to include the company location, the business location, any promotions that they are running, you can promise to cross promote on your social media and then also encourage your guests to take photographs of the location which will show your business and hopefully their business and their logo and have your guests tag both businesses 
This helps increase the social media exposure. If you're setting up in front of a big name company like Lowe's or Best Buy, they may not care one way or another, but if you're setting up in front of a smaller hometown business, they'll want that exposure and they want that association. So definitely drive that as a selling point. A food vendor adds value to the business for its clients and its customers. It's one more reason to go to this particular business over a competitor. Food vendors provide one more reason for the client of the other business to be in that particular area because they'll get in the habit of eating your food a couple times a week and they'll, uh, oh yeah, I need to pick up and they'll go into the other business because it's there. So you guys help each other. It's definitely a symbiotic relationship, not a leech relationship. If the daily setup request is a firm no, you can offer your food as a company-provided perk with the company paying you directly. And then you provide quote-unquote free food to the staff, but of course the company is paying you. This could be a daily perk or a monthly thank you for the employees. It's something they could also offer as in a customer appreciation day where you provide all the food and of course the company is paying you rather than you receiving money from each individual guest. And it's just a good gesture for the business to say thank you to their loyal customers. And again, all this does is plant seeds for your future business. So a no is still an opportunity to plant a seed. So once you're off the phone, you set up some appointments, you need to think about the meeting that you're going to have that you've gotten set up. First thing you want to create is a portfolio that's all about your business. This is your chance to blow your own horn. A portfolio sets you apart from all the part-timers and all the business hobbyist food vendors that are out there pretending they're real business people. It demonstrates that you have organization and professionalism and it allows you to show off any certifications, licenses, insurance coverage, and all those things help to put the property manager or the business owner you're talking to at ease because you're showing you're dedicated to safety and doing things properly and legally, just like they have to. So the things you want to gather for your portfolio will be copies of all your permits and licenses and fee receipts that are specific to your location or the location you want to vend in, copies of your licenses, your SurfSafe or food manager certification, proof of your insurance, and any other kind of insurances that are required for your business. Have some photos of your food, Definitely have some photos of your guests enjoying food. And if you have set up before other places, have photographs of your full setup. And if you're not yet open, you want to use any photos that you did from any recipe testing that we've talked about you should be doing before you ever open. If you have to, have friends and family eat your food. You want to list all your social media links. You want to have some samplings of the reviews that you have had in the past from Facebook, or Yelp, Yelp, or Google, or any of the other review sites. And if you haven't opened yet to where you have actual live reviews, then show the feedback you got from your recipe event surveys where you're testing your food. And then you want to have a written summary specific to that particular business. And it should contain your full proposal, outline your menu, the times you plan to operate, list the benefits to the employees and the benefits to the, the customers of the uh, business from the things we talked about earlier. You want to have a business card. You want to have a Be My Guest card. You're going to leave that one-page summary. You're going to leave a business card. You're going to leave that coupon. And the summary should explain all the details and provide clarification when you will follow up at a later date. So if you're meeting on Monday, give them about a week to think it over, telling you will contact them the next Monday. 
chances are you won't get a hard no. But if you do get a hard no, still leave the business card, still leave the coupon, and encourage that person to become a raving fan of your business and support you in the future. Because that'll be an opportunity for you to change their mind. Okay, so let's talk about the meeting. You're a business owner, first and foremost. Keep that in your mind always. And every interaction with other business people should be professional, courteous, and respectful. You want to dress for success. In our modern times, that doesn't mean you have to dress in a suit and tie. Logo embroidered polo shirts are acceptable as long as it's your logo. Wearing a sports team logo won't gain you any respect. You want to tuck in your shirt, wear clean, wrinkle-free clothing, and shine or at least clean your shoes. Wearing a t-shirt, even if it has your logo on it, will make you look like a cook rather than a business owner. You want to arrive early. This is so cliche, and yet you would be surprised how many people cannot arrive on time to a meeting, let alone early. You want to account for vehicle troubles, traffic troubles, anything that could make you a couple of minutes late. You want to account for that. Be early. Practice your pitch. Role-playing is so embarrassing for people, but you've got to do it. You've got to sound like you know what you're talking about. You've got to be able to communicate your passion for your business to convince somebody else they need to be a part of, of your business. Talk to a friend, talk to family members, and treat them like they're strangers. I know it's difficult, but you've got to practice. I strongly urge you to practice what you're going to say. Highlight the important points you want to make. Talk about your food business should become second nature to you. When somebody says, I'd love a hot dog, you say, oh man, I sell the best hot dogs. You would not believe how good they are. You should sound so passionate. So when you're talking about your business, you don't want to be looking down at the floor and all shy. You want to be looking them in the eye and you want to tell them all the benefits and you want to be thoroughly thrilled about what you do. They need to be so excited they can't wait for you to come set up. You want to stay on point. Respect their time. Don't ramble. Answer your question. Answer any of their questions concisely. And be prepared for interruptions, because after all, you're their business. There's going to be some little problem come up where they have to excuse themselves and go do whatever they need to do. So keep that in mind if you're trying to schedule multiple appointments in a day. Put lots of breathing space in between them to account for one meeting taking longer than you expect. Conclude the meeting and ask for the next step to approval. If you have to move up the chain of command, then set up a specific follow-up time and offer to make the proposal yourself. Because I can promise you, you'll do a much better job than somebody else who's taken that one little sheet of paper to their boss and say, hey, look, this dude wants to set up. If the business is ready to move forward, contain your excitement and then set a date to begin operating and when you're going to sign contracts. Now, some things to consider. You may need to have written permission from the business to provide to any number of entities, such as a local town, city officials, a health department, landlords. You may even need their permission as well. Your insurance company. So have a sample contract indicating a start date, service times, times you'll be open, the specific location on the property, the business property itself, any rent payments. And no, not all great sites are free, but we'll talk about that. And you want to list any due dates for any kind of payments. Any contract should be looked over by a lawyer before you sign it. And expect the business to want to be able to do the same. As far as payment for the rental site, offer in-trade proposals first. So free meals for the managers, uh, discounts for the employees. Run the numbers, not only for yourself, but to demonstrate the value of those discounts to the property owner. For example, the business has three managers working daily five days a week that you're going to be setting up. 
That's 15 free meals. So you multiply that by your average check. Let's say it's $15. So that means you're offering $225 in rent a week. Of course, if you've been paying attention to my other podcasts and my videos, you're only really offering them about $56 if you're running a 25% food cost. But it's the retail price that matters because that's the price the employee would have to pay you that $15. So you're saving them $15. So if you're able to, again, give all the managers free meals, that's $225 worth of rent. That's $800. That's actually $900 a month. So that's a pretty substantial rent. And it's a big number. Talk in numbers. The idea is to establish a monetary value for the rent. So you're going to say, I'm offering you $900 in free food for the managers as rent, which sounds so much better than saying, I'm offering free food to the managers as rent. And it is possible that they'll want money. They want some cold, hard cash. And if that's the case, you want to make it as low as possible. But you want to make sure you understand the impact of the rent on your profit and loss statement. And then also include provisions for rain or weather events. It's no fun to have to pay rent when it rains two weeks in a row. So you want the opportunity to be able to not have to pay rent for days that you're not able to actively work. Tomorrow we're going to get into the numbers and why I talked about at least 200 people passing by a location is important. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider supporting us by clicking that support button. Every little bit does help. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, I've got a link in the description. If you need more information or dislike the camaraderie of like-minded, positive people, join our group on Facebook. It's called Food Truck Training. Links for that are also in the description. Thank you so much for listening and stay profitable, my friends.